Today, we sit down with Nate Vogel, a visionary leader who has worked closely with industry giants like Gong, Tableau, AWS, Salesforce. Join us as we uncover Nate's insights on using technology to solve business problems, Gong's co-pilot initiative, and the innovations driving success both internally and externally. Stay tuned to learn how Nate and his teams disrupt their industry and the secrets behind Tableau and Salesforce's past innovations. Welcome to Mavericks and Machetes, the change navigation podcast where we figure out how organizations hack their way through the thick of change and disruption. My name is JQ, and I'll be your co-pilot. Each episode, we sit down with leaders to explore how they drive organizational transformation in the face of disruption and personal transformation in the face of adversity. We dig into how they grow through what they go through great clarity amidst chaos, and how they navigate their own career paths along the way. If you're ready, let's start swinging at these shrubs. Nate Vogel, oh my gosh, it is an absolute honor and pleasure to have you here today. Um, Nate, we've known each other like what, 15 years at this point? It's been a, it's been a minute. No question. Yeah, um, it's been a while and great to see you and honored to serve with you at Southwestern. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not even just like the time that we've had together, but I'd say like the relationship too. you know, when I think about the greatest leadership lessons, uh, the greatest sales lessons I've had in my career, 100% would attribute what I know today to, to our time together. So so first off, thank you for being a, a huge role model and, and mentor in, in my life. Well, thank you. Thanks for those sweet comments. And you and I both know we're, we've been surrounded by some incredible people. And that's partly why I love being in leadership, so I can pass it on and share it with others. Yeah, no kidding. Um, speaking about leadership, you have been a leader for quite a while. And I feel like a lot of the leadership has been around data. So maybe to kick us off uh, for the audience who's just getting to know about the Nate Vogel, uh, why don't you give us like the 60 second overview? of who is Nate within the data realm across the different spaces you've played in. Yeah, you bet. I've absolutely been a huge fan of data. I remember even as a kid, uh, baseball cards and football cards were very popular when I was growing up and you'd open it up and there's gum in it and you see the cards and flip over right away. And I would always just be studying the data. Um, when I was in sports in high school, I was a competitive basketball player. And I remember studying the statistics of other point guards that I would guard. I'm trying to teach this, by the way, to my son as, as a um, part of his basketball coach. Um, but, you know, like if of a point guard that I had that maybe he had, you know, 10 or 12 points a game, mm. but only a few assists a game. So in other words, uh, you know, things that he would, you know, pass if I was guarding him and that person was driving to the hole more than likely that person is going to shoot it if they average, you know, way more points and very little assists and the reverse. Uh, Sometimes I'd join, you know, guard point guards that had, you know, 12 assists a game, but only a few points a game. And if they're driving to the basket, I knew that more than likely that person's not going to shoot and pass. So I've just been infatuated with data. When I got to Southwestern where you and I uh, worked together, both as a seller and a sales leader, 
we found out quickly the power of actually just analyzing the data. And if you do a certain amount of presentations, you know you're going to have success. And then if you can just do a few more presentations a day over a week, over a month, over a selling yep. season, you're going to produce pretty successfully. And then I took that same philosophy as a sales leader and we partnered on this and know that the more times we had, you know, good, strong data, that's ours, that's presentations, that's closing ratio that we could mm -hmm. produce success year after year after year. And, you know, you get a lot of credit for this along with all the incredible people that you and I both worked with. Uh, but that data stuck with, stood with me for 18 years as a sales leader. And then partly why I got into tech is in 2012, I was fascinated with data and Tableau at the time was a, a early company pre-IPO that was taking data and visualizing it. And so I had the honor of going out of sales and sales leadership into an enablement role where over the last 11 years at Tableau um, and then Salesforce, because Salesforce acquired Tableau. So nine years of running enablement there. And then in the last couple of years at Gong and all of those three companies has to do with data, AI, uh, really analyzing, understanding the actual data and in enablement now as vice president of go to market and enablement at Gong. We're thinking all the time about the data, measuring effectiveness or ineffectiveness, looking at data and insights. So, uh, and in fact, Jay, you probably know this. You've heard me reference this. This is a little, little debate in the family, closing comment about data. Uh, when I joined Tableau, my son was one. And so his first word was data. True story. That's amazing. Uh, now the wife thinks it's daddy. We still fight over that here internally, but uh, here at this household. But uh, listen, I, I mean it sincerely. Uh, it's been a really important part of my philosophy and kind of leading and, and managing people is just to see the data. And then, you know, I really do believe that data and, and now AI is really changing the world. And uh, I think it will be a better place because of it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. It's so cool to see how data runs in not only your veins, but also in P's veins. That's right. Um, and I, I, you know, it's fascinating. I think you're in such a cool space right now because it's not even just about the data anymore, but to your point about using AI to drive the insights, because I think a lot of you know, companies nowadays, they have the data pools, they, they have the data lakes, but it's the so what behind it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think what you're doing is, is so fascinating because you're actually using it live really quickly to drive insights of, hey, what do I need to do with this data? What, what is it telling me about how I need to change behavior? And so, um, maybe to, to talk about changing behavior for a little bit, uh, to shift gears, tell me how have you approached behavior shifts? There's been so much disruption in the last year. I feel like a lot of people are feeling change fatigue with new tech, new platforms, you name it. When you take a look at, you know, maybe Gong or even your time at Tableau and Salesforce, um, what's worked really well when it comes to, to shifting behavior within teams? for the better to drive forward to embrace change? What does that look like? Yeah, you bet. And I think, you know, change is constant. Probably that's the first lesson I've learned. And, you know, it's no different. I think there's a lot of change here. But surely when I joined in Tableau in 2012, data at that time was really for analysts. And people, as we started selling and, and going into the larger organizations, we're, we were saying, listen, no, data is the new oil. It's the new way to have all knowledge workers be able to access and understand their own data and make intelligence decisions around that data. 
and then technology was starting to evolve. So, you know, the, the constant change, then there's change in leadership as you scale within an organization. I surely saw that at Tableau. Um, I started with the three enablement professionals and built that up to, you know, over 80 uh, enablement professions uh, over nine years. And then when we got acquired by Salesforce, I thought we were a fairly large team, uh, but Salesforce had 300 um, enablement people. And I was blessed to be mentored by the great Dan Darcy who ran enablement there. And so being able to have this structure, this framework to use data to grab insight, but also to help with change to your earlier point. Uh, it was less about AI then. It was obviously more about the data and understanding it and, and getting the insight. But as you scale and you grow and, you know, as Tableau grew and got acquired and went IPO and you had the founders went to the board and then we had a new leader uh, come in, Adam Slipsky, who Slipsky, who came from Amazon, ended up becoming our CEO of Tableau. Uh, Kelly Wright, longtime executive who you and I both know who worked at Southwestern, too. She retired, brings in a new leader, Dan Miller, uh, who uh, was our EVP of sales at Tableau. And so, you know, you just leaders, 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 and then Salesforce acquires you. And now you have to learn. And I, you know, an enablement was enabling, you know, four or 5,000, you know, people. That's just sell. That's not just sellers. That's customer success. We had over a thousand plus partners. Now, uh, learn through Salesforce and their great, the great team there and Dan Darcy. How do you? enable 10,000 sellers, 15,000 sellers, and was able to, to make sure that Salesforce understood the power of Tableau and analytics. And that was now a new offering for them that fit into their, what they call customer 360. So like change is constant, no different at Gong. Gong's been doing AI since 2016, 2017. So, you know, the good news, there's a lot of companies out there that have been doing AI and, and try to prove this concept that it's not just looking backwards, but also looking forward, predictive analytics, understanding artificial mm -hmm. intelligence that can give you insights to future decisions. And so this space, uh, you know, outside of, you know, what companies we just talked about, there's some incredible companies that are doing some incredible things with data and AI. And uh, I think it's, you know, really exciting. And all that should help with change uh, because you're going to get insights. You're going to be able to, to also very, be very good about predicting, uh, you know, for the, for the future. And, and what? tools, tactics worked really well in terms of bringing people along. To your point, it's not just sales. When you think about go to market, it's everything, right? It's customer success, it's marketing, it is sales. Um, all of these different teams that are so cross-functional in nature, uh, what worked really well for you when you were bringing people along the, the, the vision of, hey, here's Tableau and it's new and, and, and here's how it integrates with Salesforce. What, what did that look like? I think a lot of it was getting insight from the executive team or your leaders on what transformational strategic initiatives are going to be launched. Mm -hmm. In the last few years, McKinsey came out and had a study that said 70% of large transformational strategic initiatives fail. And so you think about all mm -hmm. the things that companies want to do, and our, our companies were no different at Salesforce. It was new messaging. Salesforce, it was acquiring Tableau, surely at Tableau in the early stages of our um, growth and heavy growth was around how do we compete with some of the larger organizations? How do we showcase scale? Same thing here at Gong. There's a lot of transformational strategic initiatives. Like we just launched a brand new messaging that was cross-functional, not just with enablement, but you know, we hired a vendor, we worked with product marketing, we worked with our executives. 
So once you align on those transformational strategic initiatives, then, and this is more my uh, topic around data and measuring enablement effectiveness or ineffectiveness is put together a program that you can actually measure the success of the training, make sure that your executives are bought in on what that training was going to be like. How are you going to roll it out? How are you going to measure it? I'm a huge proponent of launching large strategic transformational initiatives to not only have buy-in from the executive team, but understand that uh, and I learned this, by the way, from many of the great, incredible leaders that I've worked with. One of those was Dan Miller, who came over uh, to run sales at Tableau. And we were all about leadership first. Mm. So this idea that make sure your most senior leaders are up to speed on the, the transformational initiative. Make sure then your frontline managers, I'll never forget sitting out in front of a, a big event starting the year. We had 400 frontline managers in a room. And Dan and I leaned to each other because we partnered together on this and said, this room is going to deliver, you know, $2 billion in ARR and revenue. You know, these are the wow. leaders that will help get it done. And so a really strong philosophy of, of working through leadership to mm. help then drive down to the field, which is just as important, the initiative, the messaging, make sure the leaders are doing it and using it first. Um, one of the things we did at Gong when we launched our new messaging is we had our CRO uh, pulled everyone together for two days. We're going to do in-person training. Our CRO delivered the message first. Mm. And, you know, then we did the training. And so, and then of course there's technologies to answer your question uh, to then analyze that effectiveness and ineffectiveness. So we love obviously Gong. There's a lot of great technologies out there around revenue intelligence, yep. which is, understanding the conversations, understanding the content that's being shared. We analyze all of our Gong data in Tableau, surprise, yep. surprise. So we analyze that data and use that. And then last comment about tech stack, and there's a bunch that I love using in the enablement profession, but I also love content management systems, mm. depending on the size of your company. Uh, but you might have a, a high spot or a seismic or a show pad here at Gong. We have high spots. So we love the data that once you visit with a customer, whether you're a seller or a customer success, or we do some training on this new messaging, a lot of times you share that with customers. And so we can see the data and the insight from that data. So all of this, I think, really makes and helps launch some of these strategic initiatives. And you know, when I have a chance to visit with our executives, both at Gong, Tableau, Salesforce, you know, we're always talking about Let's make sure that we can measure it, showcase effectiveness, showcase adoption, and ultimately, you know, help the company hit and exceed the number, either helping on ARR or helping revenue come in or helping decrease churn. Yeah. When we were at Gong, we launched this new messaging in February over the last few months. We can use our own technology to actually measure the effectiveness. So we're starting to see a 58% win rate versus a 29% win rate. The training went so well, we trained our customer success represent, uh, reps. We're seeing a 6 to 8% decrease in churn because of the, the new messaging. And so we're really oh, analyzing the data to see, to see the effectiveness and, and ultimately you know, showcase these type of numbers to the executives, to the board. And all of this is to you know, ultimately help our customers be successful. That's fantastic. I feel like one thing that strikes me is how much of an ecosystem you have across the different platforms, right? That all feed into one another that gives you the visibility that you need, the leadership alignment, uh, you name it. We actually used Highspot too. Uh, as you know, my my background was was 
product strategy prior to me going out on my own. And so um, to, to be able to see everything all at once is, is really remarkable. Um, two things that stick out as maybe jump off points for us. One is going to be leadership. And the, the second one is program management. And to your point about leading, leading large scale strategic transformations and initiatives, um, you totally like knocked it out, out of the park, right? When you're, when you're talking about leadership alignment, top down, but also with input from others. Um, how do you embed and make sure that you have like the right input, not even just coming down from the top in terms of messaging, but feedback loops that, that feedback up to, you know, through the leadership ranks to, to make sure that there's um, clarity, right? Or, or honest, honesty when it comes to, to feedback regarding messaging or, or where the organization is going. What does that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. It's one of the hardest things to do, especially as you start getting, you know, at scale. So I'll just pick an example since I just talked about the, the messaging that we just launched. First of all, we had a line at, at executive level. So at our CEO level, our CRO level, that the, the messaging that we did have wasn't being successful. So we could see some of the data. We could see some of the feedback. We hired, uh, you know, an expert in this, Corporate Visions, which is a, a vendor that does messaging. We had used them at Tableau and Salesforce. Uh, we got alignment of what that would look like. We brought a lot of our executives in, which is fairly standard. But I, by some of the experience I've had most by mistakes at Tableau and Salesforce is I'll, I have a big, uh, strong belief. You know, you win together, you lose together. That's usually seen on a plaque, but it's hard to so, some, sometimes implement it. So we have also another philosophy is that, you know, you build with the people for the people. So a lot of times these initiatives are these uh, big, large transformational initiatives are, are done with the executives, but you don't bring in sellers or you don't bring in people from the field. So my favorite word is and. I stole that from Dan Miller. It's not an or, it's an and. So I think you align with the executives, you align why we're doing it. You make sure there's obviously strong you know, data ready to showcase. But then we did bring in sellers, some of the best sellers uh, in, the, in the space at Gong. Same with leaders. We then brought in customer success reps. We brought in, you know, new, new folks from Gong. We bought in experienced folks to Gong and we built this message together. Uh, and then we went and tested it with small groups to make sure that we could, uh, you know, understand, articulate the value. Big partnership with product marketing making sure we were aligned, uh, you know, with the initiative, we partnered enablement and PMM along with, you know, the Gong executives and team and, and corporate vision. So again, cross-functional uh, type of work. And then, you know, the good news again with, with Gong or, or other technologies, you can then, um, which is again, I'm mean, now go a little bit into the enablement profession, you know, mm. typically then you go train on it. So yep. again, we brought everyone to Santa Monica. We brought people in person. Um, you know, we of course give them cool gong stuff and everything else. All the swag. We, yep. That's right. We did the two or three days of training, pretty normal. Got some really good scores. Uh, you know, we did the standard CSAT, you know, sentiment. And, you know, I, I, I would imagine, especially since we haven't had a lot of training in person over the last few years, I'm sure that hap had to do with the scores. I'm sure the swag had some to do with the scores. We were in sunny Santa Monica, but that's usually where training ends and you know the good news and this is again a, a very big passion and for enablement and ops and ex senior executives that's not good enough you know mm. you pull think about all the the time that we did to build this message work with the field pull everyone together we want to showcase you know adoption and effectiveness so 
with Gong, we can set up smart trackers. We can actually teach that this is where the AI comes in. We can teach the model. So if you have new messaging words, new slides, content that you're going to share in high spot, we can set all that up. And then what was great over the last month or two after the training is we can see the adoption effectiveness. We can see the awesome. data. Was it working? You know, was it effective? What, what were the best reps doing? What were the reps that were struggling? We could set up in an autonomous way reports that go to leaders so they can see the effectiveness and then, you know, ultimately be able to kind of showcase. And again, partnering, this wasn't just enablement, myself, product marketing, our enablement professionals, all the senior sales leaders, including, you know, our CRO was able to see the insight. And I think that's where the profession of enablement is changing where it's a must have showcasing the data. And also it's okay to see sometimes it's not going well. Uh, and you roll something out, you, your customers aren't responding. You're sending content to a customer. No one's looking at it. No one's opening it up. This is the beauty of a high spot. Um, we integrate with them. So it's really cool. And Gong, you can actually see the integration, the high, high spot work of all this content in Gong. So there's some really cool ways the technology can work together ultimately seeing the effectiveness and then go back to how we started this conversation. 70% of all transformational strategic initiatives fail. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of money, investment, energy to ultimately make that successful. A lot of companies, including um, my own experience, we can launch things well, we can get great training scores, but was it really effective or not? Yeah. The statistics say what HBR Harvard Business Review says that you'll forget 75% of the training within 24 hours. And there's all kinds of great studies out there around this. So part of enablement's job too, is to create that adoption, that reinforcement plan, mm -hmm. make sure our executives know, uh, you know, CRO did the messaging first, all the managers knew the training in advance. They're reinforcing it. I maybe last comment on this. I did too much when I was earlier in my career at Tableau, I did too much enablement to rep versus mm. enablement to manager, manager to rep. If right. the manager, this ties in a little bit into maybe another topic, leadership and leadership by example. And Jay, you and I learned this early on in our career at Southwestern, how important that is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of leadership books. Great leaders are great readers. And we can talk about that too. But this importance of leadership by example, you can roll out and do enablement. But if your leader doesn't show the right behavior, then then everything that we just trained on and reinforced, including at the Ball's most flat. senior level. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's how I, you know, again, from my experience, I've been blessed to do this at, you know, large scale, but also doing it startups or, or scale up companies. I still think that framework and those philosophy and that's, I worked at Salesforce too, where we were able to say, okay, working closely with Salesforce enablement, enablement. Okay. How do we train 10,000 sellers mm -hmm. of Salesforce on Tableau? and the power of Tableau and the, and how it fits in the ecosystem. And, and so that was just an incredible experience and, and learned that and thankful that I had a lot of the frameworks that I could rely on to showcase, you know, scale, but also measurement. It's so cool that you bring that up because even the fact that you have the enablement to rep versus enablement to manager to rep, the fact that the latter one enables champions throughout the organization quicker it actually reinforces your your change, right? It reinforces your behavior That's right. in such a powerful, powerful way. Well, when so. we rolled out the messaging too, it's a good reminder. I didn't hit this. I hit it, but I'll hit it one more time. When we roll things out, there's nothing better. It's not like, hey, we hired this great vendor. Corporate Visions is amazing, by the way. 
Um, not that the executive team didn't get up and do it, but there's nothing better than the, the sellers, the best people in the company actually helped build it. Mm, and that mm -hmm. was something that I learned at Tableau too. And thankful that we had such great participation, you know, to help us as a company. So again, win together, lose together. And I think those kind of things, you know, really make a difference when you roll out something that it was, you know, kind of built with the people for the people and they have a lot of conviction. And by the way, there was lots of tweaking and editing, uh, with their perspective. Right. And exactly. I don't know if that would relate in the field or you should do this or do that. And uh, I'm really thankful for that. Um, we hired a woman named Sarah Bedwell. We built this program with existing managers. We did a you know bunch of editing on the data and we then have a five week reinforcement plan. Awesome. After the training, how many yes. manager trainings you and I have been at, don't get me wrong. They were probably really good, but mm -hmm. I should have done a better job of showcasing as a sales leader. Um, what's the adoption? What's the reinforcement? What's the change of behavior plan? So we yep. can showcase that, that in leaders. So again, another huge kind of passion project that I'm working on and blessed to work on is I truly mean this. I think manager enablement will be the next big thing. Lots of our peers are saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that I think helps with scale. So. Yeah. And well, as you know, I'm fully booked up for the rest of the year because I'm, I've started doing a lot of leadership development experiences. And so to your point, I won't sell a program that doesn't have reinforcement or sustainment built in. Like if you just want a five week module and that's it, I'm not your guy. Right. Yeah. But if you want me to come in, build leaders, and then six months later, we actually have to your point, a reinforcement plan in a session, a team effectiveness lab, whatever it is, uh, that helps. And that's where you see the culture change too. That's right. It's so sweet because then not only do the people know you then as a facilitator, but you, they also start to feed back all of the messaging that you've provided. Um, it's so funny you mentioned corporate visions. I, I actually did their power messaging through ADP oh, probably great. like a decade ago and loved it. And so uh, to see that they're, you know, still going strong is, is oh, they're great. such a throwback yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Well, good job, Jay, by the way. Nice job. I mean, it definitely, you know, kudos back to you. And obviously as a friend and, and a peer, like well done to, to not only not just sell training, no offense. I think there's a lot of great trainings out there, mm -hmm. uh, but to be able to showcase the reinforcement and just showcase if you do these things, you can change behavior. And so good job. Thank you. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're not, it's not just a cost center piece anymore, right? At that point, it's actually the value add to the organization right. because you see it from the people and culture stats, from the pulse check surveys, from the, you name it. So um, you hit on leaders. We're kind of shifting down that path in this conversation anyway. Tell me, uh, what do you think are the most critical things um, that'll shape the next generation of leaders given all of the new tech disruption that we're going yeah. through this year and last year? Well, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, I still think fundamentally, you know, great leaders are great readers. Uh, I'm also editing that, of course, uh, podcast. This idea that, you know, you keep learning kind of my tagline, keep learning, keep serving. I think that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to elevate the craft of leadership because there's so much great content out there. And then what's exciting about AI and data, and there's so many uh, organizations, you know, flocking to making sure they understand generative AI, understanding you know, ways that you can predict future um, predictions and data. So I think, you know, leaders are going to have a lot of data at their fingertips uh, and, you know, kind of period. And then there's companies that, you know, elevate and excel on excel in this. Um, 
and there's, you know, companies that are going to be focused on lake house and kind of yep. the lake house architecture and making sure the data is secure and uh, governed and mm -hmm. you can have access. Um, so I think the future is very exciting for leaders. Um, I will also say, and I'm, you know, a little bit more, I don't know, maybe traditionals is the right word to say, but been in leadership for over 30 years. You and I both came from the same history, you know, Southwestern kind of talked about great leaders are great readers. I still have some of the books on here and on my bookshelf, you know, how to win friends and influence people. I didn't read that book for 13 years by Dale Carnegie because I thought mm. the book was cheesy title. But once you read it and read the content and really, really understand some of the the messages around it, that was great. I'm a huge fan of Grit, Angela Duckworth. I'm a yeah. you know huge fan of uh, Simon Sinek, Leaders Eat Last. And so this idea that there's great content out there, there's great podcasts out there. Then I think you as a leader need to define what are those leadership principles that you have? You've heard me weave through these naturally because I think mm -hmm. about them all the time. Yeah. And when you're leading large teams and you're trying to manage the business, manage the strategy, manage the programs that we talked about, manage the data, I do think it's important to have philosophies within those leadership principles. Um, build with the people for the people. And I believe yep. 10 eyes on something are better than four eyes. So that's Let's collaborate. Let's share. Um, win together, lose together. You know, I've never seen, especially at scale, the sales team wins, but the marketing team doesn't. Or, you know, you sell something right. well, but then the, you don't service the customer well. It's, it, you know, especially as as an ecosystem. And then how strong are your partners? I'm a huge fan of partner enablement at scale. And so we were blessed at Tableau to have a thousand plus partners that sold and positioned Tableau. So we had a whole training around kind of plus partners and making sure they're mm -hmm. enabled and, and so on. So I think, you know, there's a lot of excitement for the tech uh, out there, surely around data and insight and, and intelligence. Yep. And then I think there's those traditional classic principles that you can learn from uh, that help successful leaders really do, do a great job with their team and the business. Yeah, to your point, you know, it's a combination, right? It's it's getting down your leadership principles and learning and partnering with that's right all of the tech to to really make your teams fly. I, I love yeah. that. One of the reasons I first reached out to you, Nate, was that I saw this piece on LinkedIn. You're talking about uh, the Copilot initiative at Gong. Mm -hmm. Why don't you walk us our listeners through what what that is? I, I just thought it was so cool how you you know bring visibility and transparency to strategic decision making. Uh, talk to us about the pilot Copilot initiative. Yeah, and kudos to Gong and Amit, our CEO that that implemented this. I had not seen it, and maybe I'll t you know also comment about you know I've worked with Adam Slipsky who came over from Amazon to be our CEO of Tableau. Now he's back at AWS as CEO. Worked closely with Dan Miller. As I mentioned, Kelly mentioned Dan Darcy. So I've been blessed to be around some really strong executives and see how they lead teams and lead companies at scale. Um, but specifically, it was interesting in this co-pilot program, which Amit has a strong philosophy on every meeting he's in. So if you're at a offsite, which I was at a more, you know, very senior executive level, he'll bring people in the office that are SDRs, uh, AEs, CSMs, and they sit in, not but not in four rows back, but they're in the they're in the meeting, uh, joining, sharing. We always ask, you know, hey, copilots, do you have any opinions, thoughts? Uh, he brings them to his weekly staff meeting. 
uh, at a most senior executive level. And I, I just have been so impressed and I, you know, kudos for him to get, make sure that, you know, all of the voices are heard and a lot of the co-pilots feedback is spot on. In fact, speak of hmm. the manager bootcamp, that was actually at a Chicago offsite over a year ago where one of the leaders who was a co-pilot in the room that said, Hey, listen, we have a great onboarding program and, and great bootcamp, which we do, but we don't really have anything for managers and hmm. we're scaling and growing a lot. And there's new leaders that were either sellers that just got promoted that had never led people or, there's new leaders that have been, you know, hired and brought to Gong with no real strong track. And so that came from Copilot and that Amit was in the room and CRO was in the room and we, you know, got that approved. So like I posted about it because I think it's a, a genius idea and smart to continue to have that collaboration and feedback, mm. similar concept, build with the people for the people. We brought sellers and cs folks into a very strategic room to build the messaging but i i think you know kudos kudos um for a meet on that and you know so by the way salesforce talks about v2 mom which is their kind of writing down strategy i I think i can remember it's still vision values methods obstacles and measures Mm. Um, so you write down kind of the strategy of what you or your team are doing and then you share it uh, Adam brought over the six page narrative, Amazon philosophy, where you kind of write, think about those strategic transformational initiatives. You write it down, you have a team put together the data it's shared and worked on with multiple teams, and then you can showcase that and get that aligned. And so a lot of participants build that, uh, and it means philosophy, I think is good because the co-pilots, you know, come into the meetings, no matter what level, uh, on, on all facets of the business. That's awesome. And it's really cool, right? Even like thinking about the the six page narratives, uh, one of the reasons I love it is you're shifting away from decks, right? You're moving into like deep thinking of it's just word document that's like briefing note style, has all the key details, it's well thought out, you can see how deep you can go. Right? And then even to your point about cold pilots, to be able to not only bring in feedback, but also implement it right away in a, in a meaningful way that's that shows up. That's huge. Uh, in your well, training. I was smart. I was smiling because if any of the folks that are out there from Amazon or ex-Amazon writing six-page narratives are not easy, either as V2 moms either, but have those to be written and written in a strategic thinking. That's partly why it was six pages. Originally, Mm -hmm. it was written that if you're day one, you could understand it because at Amazon, they were hiring a lot and then have data within it to make sure you can make some good decisions. So, um, you know, all of these things are, uh, you know, alignment tool to make sure that everyone in an organization is on the same page. Yep. As you know, uh, I spent a bit of time in M&A and so making decisions yeah. on what companies to buy and going through due diligence, a lot of the initial pitches, if you will, are no longer really long slide decks that are pretty and are aesthetically pleasing. It's actually really well thought out business cases of why go or no go, right? That's and right. what all the risks are. And so, um, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Some of the biggest acquisitions I've seen have just come through short, mm-hmm. punchy narratives. And so last last question for you, and then I'll let, let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, innovation. So we haven't really talked about innovation a ton. We've talked a little bit about new tech, but uh, thinking back over the past, it doesn't have to be a new innovation, by the way. Thinking back over the last uh, 15 years of your career, the most recent 15 years, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some really cool examples of innovation that have showed up either at Tableau, Salesforce, Gong? What do you think? 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, another great question. I mean, go back to my philosophy a little bit. You know, if you have this, like, keep learning philosophy and keep uh, keep serving, which we haven't talked a ton about, but part of my role and my team's role is to serve. I've only found a, a, a lot of success through serving. And so I think that's the true path to happiness. And so being able to think about how you can serve and, and showcase your work through service. Um, but this learning concept, you know, I felt that at Tableau. I mean, I love data can maybe we'll end how we started. And so to be able to see a technology with Tableau that was taking data, data at scale and being able to visualize it and visualize it in a ways that can make sense of it, especially because I wasn't in tech at the time and got over and saw the power of that. And then I started being introduced to just other innovations that were really powerful. Uh, I love design. I'm a huge design fan. But when I saw, speaking of innovation, the Dreamliner, the Boeing Dreamliner, when I first oh, yeah. saw that plane and got on the plane, I literally, the flight attendant ha had me, had had to sit down because I was in awe. I was literally like walking around looking at the windows and and <laughs> I and know, knew all the data about how much reduction in pollution and so on that it was producing. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just some incredible uh, innovation that is happening out there at scale that you know, hopefully companies are trying to do, uh, you know, it, using the innovation for good yeah. and being able to, to showcase, um, you know, some important parts of, of really tough, challenging business problems in the world. Uh, so I'm seeing a lot of innovation there. And then, of course, mm -hmm. there's a lot of innovation in our own enablement space, uh, how we talk about the data before you could really just do the training and then get real time feedback. But mm. now you have the data and the tech that you can then showcase the things we've talked about. You can see it obviously in Gong. You can see the effectiveness. You can analyze it in uh, Tableau. You can see it, you know, effectively being shared in a in a high spot. And then we can see is it effective. And by the way, then you can run AI models to showcase, you know, future predictions. If you do this and do this and do that and get insight. So it's a really fun. And you can tell I love learning. I think this is such an incredible space right now. And I'll lastly say about innovation, I say this lately all the time, AI has changed everything and I'm seeing it everywhere, not just in the enablement space, but tech companies. And I'm very inspired by this kind of data and AI concept that together there's going to be a lot of transformational companies that change the world and surely want to be a part of it. And we'll keep learning about it. And of course, then taking that data and that, you know, technology and then showcase that in the profession that I've been choosing lately, which is enablement. Love it. Love it. Any um, parting words of advice uh, when it comes to navigating change and disruption uh, for, for the listeners? What, what do you think there? Change is constant. So if you have certain frameworks, you have a leadership philosophies down and understand that this is what you stand for and believe in. You're constantly learning uh, books, podcasts, technology, uh, using that to then, you know, showcase your talents. And I think during those types of change and being able to adjust in some of the things that come at you, I think it can be overwhelming or can be very exciting. If you have those things in your pocket or in your kind of craft, then you can embrace that change and you can enjoy it and enjoy the ride, right? Enjoy the kind of the beautiful part that's happening right now, especially in tech. I, mean, I know it's happening everywhere, but surely in the, in the tech industry. It is really exciting. In this episode, we had the privilege of speaking with Nate Vogel. 
Really appreciate how, as a visionary leader who has worked closely with renowned companies like Gong, Tableau, AWS, Salesforce, he just shares valuable insights on using technology to solve business problems and the challenges of driving successful transformations. He emphasized the critical role of effective enablement in ensuring lasting adoption and the significance of leadership by example and having a leadership philosophy. He shares about his leadership philosophy, keep learning, keep serving, great leaders are great readers. He talks about how 10 eyes are better than four eyes. And so it's really clear how as he continues to apply continuous learning, innovation remains a current theme as he digs into admiration for companies like Apple and Boeing and the profound impact of AI on shaping the future. His passion for learning and embracing new opportunities leaves us inspired and excited for the ever-evolving tech and enablement landscape. Thanks, Nate.